Super Talk Mississippi media production. Southern Miss fans know the number one stop for Golden Eagle Apparel is Campus Book Mart on Hardy Street in Hattiesburg. Baseball, basketball, football, Campus Book Mart has it covered with clothing to fit the young and old, big and small Golden Eagle in your family. You can visit the store on Hardy Street, shop online at campusbookmart.net, or call in your order and have it mailed to your front door. However you choose to buy, always visit Campus Book Mart first. You won't be sorry. Campus Book Mart and Southern Miss, to the top. All free record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, roll A, fade up on A. Southern Miss to the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. And we're glad you are. Welcome to a Friday edition of the Eagle Hour. We get ready to wrap up another week. Uh, Bob and Luke, we're together this afternoon in the Southern Bank Core Studio here in Hattiesburg. We're glad you're with us wherever you're tuned in. Our opening segment, as always, is sponsored by Dickie's Barbecue Pit, which is a great place to call right now. For your holiday catering, uh, they can cater your church, your business, your family. But make sure you call them soon. Uh, they'll book up, and uh, they can cater any event, no matter the size. We guarantee you that the food will be absolutely delicious. High school championship games are underway. At The Rock, we'll be talking to Will East from the Super Talk High School Scoreboard Show in a bit. Also, Stump Taylor will be joining us a little later in the show, and always look forward to having uh our good friend Stump on the show. But, Luke, let's kick things off. All conference selections, a number of Golden Eagles, but, of course, there's always some dissatisfaction with perhaps who did not make the team. Yeah, it's uh, pretty cool to, to see Southern Miss in their first year in the Sun Belt. Yesterday it was announced seven Southern Miss football players uh, have been named to all Sun Belt Conference honors. Pretty, I don't think this has ever happened before, but Frank Gore Jr. actually made the first team and the second team. How is that? So he made the first team as a, quote, all-purpose back. And, of course, we would say he was the first team super back. But he made second team as running back. Uh, of course, as he eclipsed uh, with that 199-yard performance against um, against Monroe uh, this past weekend, uh, he went over 1,000 for the season. So he's first team and second team. That's how special uh, Frank Gore Jr. is. First team all-purpose, second team at running back. Jason Brownlee, of course, at wide receiver, uh, Centrell Latham, Malik Shorts, Jay Stanley, and Briggs Bourgeois, and punter Mason Hunt all made third team. Uh, honorable mention, Natron Brooks, Dalen Gill, and Avery Hobbes, as along with Jalen Williams, uh, were all were honorable mention. So that's pretty impressive there in your first year of the conference. You have a guy on the first team, a guy on the second team. What is that? One two, three, four, five, six on the third team, and then four others. So 10 total if you count the honorable mentions for the Golden Eagles. Really happy, uh, not surprised to hear that about Malik Shorts. I, th- I thought about him the other uh, night when the, when the game ended. That th- this is an example of a kid, and there's some others on the team, but got to know him a little bit this year. This is an example of a kid who really suffered through some bad times, but kept his chin up. Never thought about leaving. Always fought to his, you know, maximum effort, and now is enjoying uh, some rewards here 
end of his career. You got to feel good for kids like Malik Shorts. Absolutely, and and I mean, there's an argument to be made that uh, you know Brownlee earlier in the week was our Connolly representative, and there's an argument to be made Frank Gore should have been there, but there's an argument to be made Malik Shorts uh, should, could have been Southern Miss's uh, representative. So on the season, he led the teams in, in tackle with 92. A tackle and a half for loss, three interceptions, three pass breakups, and two quarterback uh, hurries. He's eighth in the Sun Belt in tackles per game and uh, had double-digit tackles in uh, four different games. So you're looking at a kid right down the road in Bassfield. Um, Jefferson Davis, funny today, they're not in the state championships this weekend, but but uh, Malik Shorts, of course, comes from a championship-caliber um, high school program. And, and, yeah, I mean, an exceptional – uh, redshirt junior um still but he's he's been uh, really done a lot of, of work there in the secondary annual defense right of course the uh sunbelt conference championship game tomorrow and then when do you anticipate all the bowl matchups will be announced Luke? so we, we got to wait and see particularly with us because troy and, and coastal you you think about that uh, of course there is a a bowl in uh, myrtle beach and from a fan perspective, I mean, Coastal can't get, you know, people to come to their, you know, uh, nine and one, ten and one football game or football team. So you got to wonder if they'll just be content to stay at home in their own facilities. Um, just for a fan perspective, not sure about that. Uh, Boca's on also a possibility. Pretty sure that if Troy wins the game, they're going to end up in in New Orleans. Um, so I still think you know Montgomery's still out there, um, Mobile's still out there. Uh, hopefully New Mexico is not still out there Correct. and have to wait this weekend to see how the smoke clears and you know if the Independence Bowl stays as an option. Who you like in the game? I, I kind of like Troy. I, I mean, yeah. I, Grayson McCall is still questionable. And if the Eagles were able to figure out that defense and, and shut them down, you know, you got to feel like the best, uh, probably the best defense as far as yards um, allowed and points allowed in, in, uh, in the conference, Troy, at the top of that. Troy is actually a eight and a half point favorite uh, in this game um, as they go in. They did not play Coastal in the regular season, but you know they they lost to Appalachian State on that Hail Mary. And I heard John Summerall talk about it um, earlier in the week. They've won nine in a row since that Appalachian game, and he said that really caused everybody to to come together. Um, so I, I do like Troy in this one just because of the defense and Coastal probably without McCall. I find it so ironic that at the start of the year, all the experts talked about was the strength of the Eastern Division of the league. But it, it appears to me, and we talked about this earlier this week, that maybe the two best teams in the league this year both came from the West. They did. With with South Alabama, they went and found them a trans, uh, transfer uh, portal quarterback, uh, LaDamian Webb, who – we in South Mississippi knew who he was because we watched him play at Jones College. He was absolutely phenomenal. And uh, I, I, I bet if you go back and watch that that game, there there was a few times where uh, Kane Womack's kicking himself because they felt like they should have they could have beat Troy. Uh, but you look at Troy; very rarely have they given over allowed more than twenty points. Actually, only twice this year in the lost Appalachian State. I'm sorry, three times. Ole Miss. 28-10, Appalachian 32-28, and then Western Kentucky, they allowed 27 in a win. And all the rest of their wins, 17-7, 10-14-6, 17-9, 
16 and 19 points they've allowed so uh and and in some ways i mean i'm i'm excited about watching a championship game between those two you know over the weekend it will be uh, tomorrow at 2 30 on espn yeah i think it's gonna be fun big basketball game sunday am i correct uh, that's when the golden eagles take on uh, northwestern state yeah one of those things one of those places where i don't want to call it a trap game but but you you certainly don't just go over there. It's particularly in basketball, and saw some this week on Southern Miss social media suggesting the same. You just don't go over there and, and to, to Nagadish and just assume you're going to win. It's a tough place to play, and uh, the Golden Eagles can be proud of their eight no record. But you have the ability right now. If you win Sunday, you get Lamar at home on the tenth. You turn around and go to Beaumont to take him on the thirteenth, and you got McNeese at, at home. I mean. You you should probably win all four of those games based off who you've played before, but Northwestern might be a sneaky sneaky tough. So can't ride your laurels. Got to uh, got to continue. Northwestern beat fifteenth ranked TCU this week, so uh, they're not going to be. Easy. I tell you one positive about basketball. There are a lot, but uh, so last night um, I'm scrolling through the uh, Sun Belt uh, Conference website, and I was reminded that the basketball tournament for both men and women will be held in Pensacola, Florida in February. And it seems like to me the Eagle Hour needs to be there I like to cover it. that. Put it in. I mean, you're, you have, uh, you're, you're a big wig in this company and have a lot of pull, right? Uh, uh, I, I will mention that Northwestern State, five, five and two on the year, lost, got blown out by Texas Tech. That was really the only game they, they weren't in. They got lost 73-49. They beat a Wachita Baptist. They beat Illinois State twice. They had a home-and-home home like we're going to have a little more. But to your point, uh, Monday, November 14th, uh, they knocked off TCU – uh, and their only other loss to Illinois State was uh, was by two points. So this is a team that, that will play tough. You know, the women are off to a good start, uh, uh, beating Mississippi College uh, this week handedly. The men, obviously, with a big win uh, earlier in the week over uh, Montana. Football, we're talking about next week, finding out about the bowl game. Uh, right now, things looking pretty good for Southern Miss Athletics. It is. And look up, and we're going to be talking – in what 45 days about southern miss baseball um, yeah. as they finished up fall ball last month and uh my, you know i had somebody ask me this past week just said can we really replace the pitching and uh, i was like yeah do you know who's coaching them up yeah the wizard the wizard all right athletics director jeremy mcclain booked for tuesday we're gonna have him for a full half hour on the show tuesday and there's so much to talk to him about we should know what the bowl situation is by then also, one day next week, and we're working on, on nailing it down now, but uh, he has committed uh, uh, Coach Will Hall coming back on the Eagle Hour to talk about the season and uh, the bowl games, what have you, working with him right now to nail down a date, get that coordinated uh, with Jack Duggan. But uh, Coach, uh, always eager to come on the Eagle Hour, and we're always eager to have him. So Jeremy McLean and Will Hall next week. Uh Right now, though, we're going to turn our attention to high school state championship games, which are taking place at The Rock. We're going to talk to our buddy Will East about that next.
Southern Miss to the top. All right, welcome back. Second hour, second segment of the Eagle Hour, sponsored, of course, every day by Campus Bookmart and CampusBookmart.net on Hardy Street. Great place to do some Christmas shopping, obviously. If you have a Golden Eagle on your list, then uh, you got to see Miss Kathleen and her staff at Campus Bookmart. You can also shop uh, anytime you like from the comfort of your home at CampusBookmart.net. want to remind you quickly about the Super Talk Eagle Hour podcast. We uh, hear that uh, hear from a lot of people that enjoy that. That's uh, available to you every, every day, anytime on Apple Podcasts, Audible, Google, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn. Or you could just tell Alexa to play the Super Talk Eagle Hour. The gentleman that's about to come on the show has been instrumental in helping that happen uh, for the Eagle Hour. We're grateful uh, to Will East for his support of our show and grateful to him for coming on all year. He's our go-to guy when it comes to high school football, co-host of the Super Talk uh, High School Scoreboard. And uh, Will, we've been talking to you all year about the the weekend that is now underway at the Rock. We're down to six games uh, Analyze the state championship playoffs for us. Well, I guess we could go in order from the games that are going to be occurring uh, from here on out. And uh, if we were to start that there, it would be the 1A game that comes up here in just a little bit. And that's McEvans uh, taking on Bay Springs. And this is probably the most lopsided matchup of the weekend. Uh, most of these games are, are pretty close on paper. This one is not. And it's mainly because of how good Bay Springs is. Um, not to take anything away from McEvans, but Bay Springs has just had such an incredible year. And, of course, they're defending uh, 1A state champ. Uh, and they've played an incredibly tough schedule this year. They played and beat Scott Central um, in, like, the middle part of the season. And, Luke, I know you did one of their games, not too, uh, I guess, last week. Yeah, They've just been on an incredible roll this year and, I just I don't see how you can stop them. Uh, that that running back slash defensive end of theirs, Ty Jones, who I think is committed to Mississippi State, just an incredible player, and um, they they're they're a really really good team. And McEvans is going to have their hands full now. McEvans, a lot of people don't know this. They say McEvans, and they they kind of get like a they ruffle their brow and they go, "Where's McEvans?" That's uh, that used to be Shaw in the Delta. So that's the okay. old Shaw. They changed their name three or four years ago. But Shaw's are, uh, McEvans is a really good team. They're, I think they've won 10 straight now. I think they're 13 and one, something like that. The thing to watch out for um, McEvans is the Hall boys. They've got like six players with the last name Hall. Uh, the only way you can differentiate them is the number. But they, they all have the last name Hall and, um, they can rack up the points. They they really can. And I would just really, really say that this is the most lopsided matchup of the entire And part week. of that, Will, is because I watched him play last week. Ty Jones rushed for, I think, five touchdowns because now he's at 32 on the year, uh, 1,600 wow. yards. And they've got two other running backs, um, the Ross Kid and Malachi Page. So, so Jones is 6'2", 225. He's the same size as Dante Dowdell from Picayune. And then Ross is the change of pace back, but he's six foot, 200 pounds. And then Page is either the fullback or the wing on the left side. He's 6'1", 220 pounds. And so it's like any of those guys, uh, I think I told you this, you know, like a team like Wes Jones, there would be teams in 4A and 5A that would love to have one of those backs. Um, yeah. but, but we talked about it last week. Uh, Bob, I think it's, 
Bay Springs has outscored their opponents in the playoffs two hundred eight to six. I mean, it's insane. So yeah, I, I'm I'm with you, Will, on that. Yeah, you told me they look more like a four eight. They did to you, a four and a half yeah. team. Yeah. Um. So so Raleigh and uh, Raleigh's playing right now uh, against Knoxville. Let's talk about tonight. Uh, West Point and Picayune. This is a little different, Will, because the five A game, which is usually has always been Saturday night, now it's the Friday game. And I'm excited about that because. This is the I think this is the marquee game. Six eight normally is your marquee game, but this year because it's a rematch because of the two teams involved, this is the marquee game, and it's West Point and Picayune, and Picayune undefeated, defending five A state champ versus West Point, the team that is making their seventh straight appearance in a state championship game. Uh, they've lost the last two. Uh, so they're they're looking to get that that trophy back, but they've been in seven straight. I mean, it's amazing. And then they're, they're so similar. That's the other thing. It's like um, looking in a mirror. They're two teams that that will run the ball and run the ball and run the ball. They're, they were not going to throw it very often. They have very good defenses. I mean, it is just so incredible how similar they are. And it's also a rematch. Yeah. And they're also have this incredible history. I mean, and you've seen Picayune uh, up close and personal, and that Dante Dowdle is just the numbers are incredible. He's almost at two thousand yards total on the year. He's at thirty something touchdowns total on the year, and he might not even be the best running back on right. that team. Right, and and for for West Point, I mean, they got spanked last year. Picayune handed it to him forty to twenty one. Chris Davis, that's the other back you were talking about. He's he's made some. Uh, he made some great plays last year, um, but but for me, picking in this year, it's been a surprise of, of defense. Last week, you know, are we going to yeah. have another shootout with Gauthier? Man, they they pinned them down. So I'm with you. Picking's defense is better this year than what it was, um, but but this is if you if you've got a lot of uh, if you like you know bruising football, this is it. All right, let's move to Saturday's slate of games, and uh, so starting is minute hall against Louisville. So Mendenhall has been close, hasn't made an appearance in quite some time. Louisville is a perennial, you know, uh, team appearing. So so give us the breakdown of the 4A real quick. Well, 4A has been the most fun classification to watch this year, and there were about six teams that I could see in the state championship game, and both Mendenhall and Louisville were, were in that group. Uh, Mendenhall from the, the get-go was the team, and they kind of stumbled out of the gate. You know, they lost to Columbia to open the season. Um, but since then, they've been on a roll. And Mendenhall, the thing about them is th- these kids, they, they all started as freshmen. They all started as sophomores, juniors, and now they're all seniors. And this really might be one of the last hoorahs for Mendenhall football because, as you know, yeah. they're going to consolidate with McGee in a few years, and we don't exactly know when yet. But, um, you know, they had those, that great run in the 80s, and now they're back in it. And they've got an incredible team. Uh, Darius Dampier, the – Running back, and of course, uh, 4A, you, you're playing both ways for the most part. Uh, Darius Dampier is kind of the player to watch out for Mendenhall. Uh, and they, like I said, these kids grew up together. They're, they, it's an incredible story, you know, going from all starting as freshmen to now all starting as seniors and playing in a state championship game. But they're facing Louisville, who I don't think they've ever lost a state championship game, and they've played in 10 of them. I think they're 10 and 0 in state championship games. That's crazy. Tyrone Shorter is as good a coach as there is in the entire state. I don't know if there's a coach that I would take over Tyrone Shorter. Um, and Louisville is a, a team that they call them the Power Cats when they start really rolling. And that's that's kind of you, you, 
they're, they're like that West Point Picayune type mold. They're just going to run the ball, run the ball, run the ball, and they're going to play great defense. Uh, and I think this will probably be a defensive game, to be honest with you. Uh, but Louisville, the the road to, to the 4A state championship yeah. game, the way that Louisville came through it with beating Houston the way they did, um, it was really tough. And they've been here before, whereas Mendenhall hasn't. And maybe that's the difference. I don't know. But this is another game that I'm really excited about. A couple minutes left. Uh, just condense real quick, maybe maybe 20 seconds, 2A, and then let's talk 6A to round it out. So 2A, you've got Scott Central defending 2A state champ taking on Charleston, who is a, a perennial powerhouse. They just haven't won many state titles. This is their seventh appearance in a state championship game. They've only won one state championship, where Scott Central – they had a bit of a lull in the middle of the season, but since then have been on a roll once again. Not quite as dominant as they were last year. That um, the Quez Gross, the quarterback, is really the player to watch out for. He's a, he's a smaller player, but man, he can make some plays. Six A, um, the the cap of it all. Starkville, who has come out of nowhere, that we thought they were dead, uh, taking on Brandon, who uh, who lost the state championship to uh, Madison Central last year. Well, Starva's been on the revenge tour. I mean, most of the teams they beat in the playoffs were teams that beat them in the regular season. They beat undefeated South Haven on the road. They go on the road, they beat Clinton, a team that had already beat them. They then go on the road and they beat undefeated Tupelo 41-32 last week. Trey Petty, the quarterback for Starville, is the player to watch out for. Last week he had nearly 200 yards passing, had over 100 yards rushing, had five total touchdowns. At halftime, it was 20. Uh, Starville had put up 20 points on the board. To, to indicate to you how crazy that is, Tupelo had allowed 17 points at home the entire season. Wow. That's how good Starville's playing right now. But they're playing Brandon, a team that started the season as number one team in the state. They had a little bit of a, a shakeup when they lost to, to Oak Grove by five points in the middle of the season. They've been giving up a lot of points uh, as of late. Uh, but I would say that this this game is going to be probably the most off- – if you like offense, this is the game yeah. for you because I think there's going to be a lot of points on the board on this one. Uh, and the, the fact that Brandon had to go through Warren Central and then beat Ocean Springs, an undefeated team, to get here shows you how yeah. good they are. Um, it's a team that, that offensively reminds you of Ole Miss, really, the way they play. Um, and they're, they're Brandon's an incredibly good team. Um, and I don't know if Nate Blunt, uh, if uh, the other running back, yeah. Nate Blunt will play. I don't know if the other running back is going to play. I think he's still hurt. So it's going to um, be it's going to be I, really exciting. I know Will Hall and Southern Miss thankful to be able to host these games. Will, thanks uh, so much for your time, your insight, spending time with us today. Yes, sir. Eagle Hour continues right after this. The famous Jim Stump Taylor next. Can't beat that. Tuned in to the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. All right, we want to thank Will East from Super Talk Mississippi High School Scoreboard for joining us and analyzing the state playoff games, championship games actually, that are taking place as we speak at The Rock. This segment is sponsored by 4th Street Bar and Grill, which you can go get a great lunch every day, $9.95. 
I call it a working man's lunch. Good southern cooking, iced tea included, tax the whole the whole enchilada, no pun intended, for nine ninety five at Fourth Street Bar and Grill. All right, I, I'm looking forward to this segment. Uh, a, a guy that I just think the world of, the original co-host of the Super Talk Eagle Hour, is now the pastor of the First Baptist Church in McGee, and he, he needs no introduction. He is the famous Jim Stump Taylor, and you know, Stump, it's always a pleasure to have you back on the show. Well, it's always great to be on, Bob. I don't know about famous, probably more infamous uh, in most people's minds. I just want you to you to know, Stump, that uh, I talked them out of playing uh, the, the missed field goal to audio We're, we're not going to do that anymore. Today. I, you I know, talked them out of it. That tells you how infamous I am. That's the only clip I have. <laughs> no, when, when Southern Miss played Alabama last year, they always do it when we play Alabama. They roll the Alabama kick with you yeah. nailing the 52-yarder. So. There you go, well, Stump. There, there you, you go. go. John Cox has been promising us for years that he was going to send us the audio. He says he has the audio of that kick stump, and if he ever comes through and sends it to me, I'll get you on the show that day, and we'll just play it on a loop throughout the entire interview. Hey, don't hold your breath. (laughs) All right, Stump, I wanted to get your analysis. Uh, The Golden Eagles, obviously, as you know, go 6-6, and and – I guess in some years you wouldn't think six and six is a great season, but it's certainly better than what we've seen. Uh, how far do you think the program came this year? I believe if you got into the head of Coach Hall, he'd tell you he's further along than what he believed he was going to be. Um, when you're talking about seventy plus freshmen and sophomores, you know you look at senior day. Wasn't a whole lot out there to to shake the bushes with. Uh, there is uh, there is a great this is a great building year, and you know if if we could find a way to keep quarterbacks healthy uh, and find a QB, I think we probably could have won easily. We could have won eight this year with mm-hmm. no problem. Right, uh, Coach Hall. I was at uh, an event that they did up in uh, Brandon in the spring, and they were talking about. Uh, he was talking about this year, and he and his comment was, uh, "They better get us this year, because they won't next year." Mm-hmm. Um, but I really believe that, uh, even in his mind, that this year was a lot more successful than maybe what he even thought. I think so, and you know, you're right. We're just we're one play away from beating Liberty. Oh yeah. Uh, I hate to keep saying what what could have been. Yeah. Uh, but we we played really well. I thought against the uh, best teams in the league, even though we didn't win those games, uh, and I, I think anybody observing it has to agree there there was a lot of progress. Could it have been a little better? Sure, but you know, overall, uh, I think we would have all taken this at the start of the season. Agreed. I, I agree with that. You know, I, I I know Coach Hall. You know, he he's at practice every day. He knows what's going on. He know who he knows who can play and you know who can't right now. But I really believe that. Uh, uh, it probably might have been a little more interesting if Trey Lowe, to see where Trey Lowe would be right now had he continued to play right. uh, after that uh, Liberty game, you know? Yeah, I'm with you too. And one of the things that uh, that we talked about is the revolving door, you know, yeah. at the quarterback position, you still win six games. And a lot of that has to say, you know, you look at the other side of the ball and then we'll talk a little special teams. But, but defense was elite uh, this year, Stump. You know, you – they they're top ten and in, in several categories, including like tackles for loss. Uh, I think 
sacks and and uh, interceptions, all those things. The nasty bunch, and and I will say that Bob was not high on this defense, but I but after not, the first yeah. couple games, he was like, yeah, that's the nasty bunch that we know. Right. Yep. I agree completely with that, Luke. I, I think about them, and I think you know uh, this this group really jailed uh, even early. I mean, we knew what we had. We knew last year we had about seven defense linemen total. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and we knew they could play. In the fourth quarter, they were exhausted because three and outs, and there's only seven of them. The transfer portal was so sweet to us there. Imagine if we don't lose what two linebackers and outside linebacker before the season starts yeah if maples is there and and bozeman's there but man it's a credit to to to, uh central latham and and tiki newsom play a lot here's the here's those statistics i was talking about team defense national rankings southern miss third in defensive tds third and fourth down defense third in tackles for loss sixth in interceptions and sixth in sacks wow and and if i'm not mistaken uh we we had uh, we had the guy who led the conference too in sacks, didn't we? I like to look it up, but yeah, I mean Williams yeah. had quite quite a Quan, few. And there were what, what's few. his name? Uh, I can't think of his name. Yeah, the kid from uh, Minnesota. Uh, oh, yeah. Avery Hobbs. Yeah. Yes, right, Hobbs was. Oh, yeah, Qu- Quewan. You're talking about Quewan. Yeah, Quewan. Right. Yeah. 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 That's right. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, I mean, you know, and I look at that list you're looking at. Uh, it tops in the nation. There's like three. Three, at least three Sun Belt teams that are that are listed in that. Yeah, yeah, it's been a good year. As my wife could only put it uh, during the Louisiana game, stump. She looked at me and she said, "Those big boys on the defensive line are a handful." And uh, definitely, Quan with nine sacks, um, and huh. then Bivens behind him with four and a half tackles for loss. Hobbes with twelve, Quan with ten. Central Latham with 10, and then we talked about this kid earlier in the show, Stump. Malik Shorts, 91 tackles. Latham with 81 tackles. Santrell stepped up when, uh, especially when when Swayze went out, because they were supposed to, you know, rotate Bozeman, Latham, and Maples there, you know, in the middle. And Latham looked around. He was he was the only one. But I mean, that's a Mississippi kid. And I thought Dalen Gill, uh, you know, played his only year uh, that he had left. You know, coming in from Ole Miss, he he did a great job at the Mike position. Shorts also very good. Yeah, you look across there. There's no doubt that. Uh, Santrell had his greatest his greatest season this year. I think uh, I, he he played he played lights out for us. I'm I'm tickled to death to see how well he played, and I, I just you know and let's face it, uh, our secondary is probably as good as it's been in quite some time. We we covered great. We tackled good. Tyler Knight, oh my gosh, that kid's everywhere. Yeah, very good defensive team. All right, now stop. Your field of expertise, uh, we have a delightful young kid that uh, kicked field goals for us this year, missed his first field goal, and then he was ice the rest of the year. You had to be proud of that. I tell you what, Briggs, is, Briggs has done a great job for us. He's been kicking eight years, hasn't he? Something like that. Like, yeah, like. <laughs> he's, he's drawing Social Security at this yeah. point. Yeah. Right, right. He, listen, he's, he, he did a great job. There is no doubt. It's nice when you can count on guys like that, you know, to come in and, and you know there's points there. And he did an incredible job. You know, the, the kick he made against Liberty, what, to send us to overtime or give right, us a second right, overtime? Right. Oh, my goodness. Right. It was actually it was in second overtime. He actually missed one in overtime, yeah. and then he nailed like it was like a fifty-two or fifty-three yarder clutch. And then at the punting position, Mason Hunt will 
if he has a good bowl game, he will be number two behind Ray Guy, and I will give him that that spot. But I mean, that guy, <laughs> the hang time and what we've seen from special teams this year is pretty special combo with kicker and punter. I know Mason, uh, incredible job pinning the guys. I mean, that that's an MVP season. Uh, to put the ball into place when when you need it inside the twenty, he's he's going to do it, and uh, they really did an excellent job. Now no you guys were it. part of this. I know neither one of you is ever going to say this, but you know Southern Miss just has a a lineage of good kickers, and uh, I I don't think that's a coincidence. I mean, I'd... yeah, <laughs> and you know, and even years years before uh, before us, you know, of course, you know, had to start with. Starting it starts and finishes with Ray Guy. There's no doubt about that. Ray right. was the best, no doubt. But we have been very blessed with uh, uh, with good kickers and punters. Especially. Underfoot, Gerald Wilson, yeah, the guy, yeah, the guy Wilson. that came right after Stump, Johnny Lamaro. Johnny, yeah. yeah, Johnny was um, great. Too. A lot of good guys. Clark right. and, and Pierce, and of course well, Eric Estes was a punter. I had guys, you know, and I had guys uh, just right behind me with uh, Rex Banks and Chris Oroka. I mean, those mm-hmm. guys, uh, they were incredible. And it's a little harder to uh, uh, to judge, you know, now compared to then, the T, the water uprights and all. But they, they played the game that they were dealt and were excellent at that. But position. Stump got to use a block. Did no, he? I didn't. Did he? No, he you didn't? didn't? My, no, my they, listen. I had the most transition period in all of college football. Uh, when I when I was a sophomore, they took and uh, uh, they took the block, and the next year they brought the uprights in. Well, I mean, you always talk about how your scholarship uh, was was sent to and from West Jones in Morse code. So I thought that they were still <laughs> using blocks. No, when I got there, the block was there. Ooh. But my third year, the block was gone. Uh, well, Stump, you're always number one with us, my friend. <laughs> and uh, we appreciate every time that you're on the show. Of course, you know you're part of our family, and you're welcome here anytime you're in town, brother. Well, guys, I appreciate it. I, I, I like what you guys do. I get to listen to you most every day. Thank goodness for the app. There you go. We love you, Stump. Have a good love Christmas. Bye, man. Hey, do it, guys. Thank you. All right. Stump Taylor, famous Jim Stump Taylor, one of my favorite all-time people. And uh, I tell you what, it still lives today. He made some big kicks. Big kicks. Big kicks. kicks. We'll be back. To the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Here in Hattiesburg, dbathattiesburg.com, dbat D1, proud sponsors of the Eagle Hour. Luke Johnson and Bob Getty from the Southern Bancor Studios in Hattiesburg uh, together today. Of course, high school football again happening at the Rock. The 3A game going on and uh, 1A uh, coming up. Bay Springs local team playing in that uh, 5A tonight between West Point and Picayune. And then tomorrow uh, you've got the 4A beginning at 11, I believe, and that will be followed by the 2A. And then tomorrow's nightcap, uh, Brandon 
Um, and uh, who am I? Starkville. There we go. Brandon right. and Starkville playing tomorrow night in in the Rock. So an opportunity uh, again for Southern Miss to be able to host and and the turf. Bob does well uh, for uh, you know to accomplish these games because regardless of the weather and you you know that Will Hall and Austin Armstrong because it's not just that you get kids on your campus like coaches from around the state who just want to watch these championships the fraternity the brotherhood uh, last year you know they were all up in the uh, the south end zone you know sitting in in the chair backs and so it, i think it's really important as well to get coaches on the campus i agree i mean it's it's just a win-win and i've said it a thousand times i think it's the perfect location and the perfect venue for that and hopefully we'll uh we'll see it uh, every year if not certainly uh Certainly a lot of years. Quick reminder, too, Luke, we're going to have Jeremy McLean on the show Tuesday so we can ask him about the benefits of, uh, of hosting that at The Rock. Yeah, and if, if you uh, missed the first part of the show uh, yesterday, seven Southern Miss football players um, were named to Sunbelt All-Conference. Frank Gore, first team, we'll call it super back. They technically call it all-purpose back. But he's also the second team running back. Wide receiver Jason Brownlee, linebacker Centrell Latham, defensive backs Malik Shorts and Jay Stanley, along with our kicker Briggs Bourgeois and punter Mason Hunt, all uh, all on third team. And then Natron Brooks, uh, Dalen Gill, Avery Hobbes, and Jalen Williams, all on honorable mention. So Eagles put a, a lot on a Sunbelt Conference and particularly on that defensive side of the ball. Good to see. All right. Got some picks. Uh, there is already a game going on today. Not not a championship game, but but Akron playing Buffalo. We won't pick that one. All right. Coming up tonight, Conference USA Championship uh, in San Antonio, <laughs> North Texas. So uh, glad. We're against UTSA. UTSA, another good year, 10-2. and two. North Texas, 7-5. and five. UTSA, an 8.5-point favorite. Uh, Bob, the over-under in this game, 69 points. Yeah, no defense. No no defense. San Antonio's been pretty good, though, the last couple of years. I think you probably have to go with them. They won a perfect 8-0 and in Conference USA. Uh, so, yeah, I'll, I'll probably go with the Roadrunners um, as, as well. So, Utah taking on USC in, uh, tonight in the Pac-12 championship. This was a game that Utah won by one point. Uh, earlier in the season, 43-42. What's on the line? Mm. I, I'm for Utah in this game, but I don't want any scenario where somehow Alabama uh, can get that back in. That open that possibility. Well, T- uh, let's see what would Ohio happen. Ohio State would have to get yeah, but it, Yeah, they would have to, but you just... I'm with you there. And I think USC, Utah's a good team, but I think USC's have a great year. And I, I like the Trojans to take care of it and play in the national championship. Wouldn't that be refreshing for a change to have to have four teams playing for the national championship from four different conferences? Yeah, I, th- I think yeah. that would that would be very much so. USC eleven and one, um, no, not much defense before. Uh, they're saying that it probably will be this time. The over under still high, but it's less than what it was. Uh, Southern Cal two and a half point favorite, and this game's being played in Las Vegas. So you're going with the Trojans. Absolutely. Yeah, I'll go with the Trojans. All right, tomorrow, uh, Dr. Pepper Big 12 Championship in Arlington, Texas at Jerry Jones World, 11 o'clock ABC. Kansas State 9-3 and against uh, undefeated TCU 12-0. and uh, Horn Frogs. Yeah, I, I tend to say that, and I think TCU's probably in no matter what, but uh, this is a game they won by 10. Uh, earlier in the season, 38-28. Kansas State, no pushover for for real. And uh, so, remember, 
Tulane beat beat Kansas State earlier in the year, and and then we turn around and beat them. But uh, I'll I'll go in this one uh, with the Horn Frogs as well. MAC championship: Toledo and Ohio seven and five. Toledo nine and three. Ohio. Toledo one and a half point favorite. I don't I don't really know much about it, but I like the helmets of Toledo. Aren't so. they the Rockets? Yeah the, Rockets. yeah, the Rockets. So I'll go with the Rockets. Yeah, let's go with the Rockets with a little upset over over Ohio. 2.30 p.m. Coastal against Troy. Grayson McCall status up in the air. Troy, an eight-and-a-half-point favorite. I like Troy, man. They're tough defensively, and, and Coastal got just taken to the woodshed by uh, James Madison. We should have beaten them. We could have beaten them. I like Troy. There's incentive here, too. Troy's playing at home. And, um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how the bowl shakes up if Troy were to lose this one, but I, I think they've got too much of a, a good defense and uh, they'll win this one as well. Alright, 3 o'clock CBS LSU against Georgia. Georgia, a 17 and a half point favorite. In the professional championship yeah. game. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think Georgia wins. You know, and I, I'm a Munkin guy. I, I love Todd Munkin and I think they prevail. Go, go Munk. Last one that pertains connection. Central Florida against Tulane. Greenies get roll eleven away, baby. Roll away. Oh. I'm actually going to pull. For, I, I, I'm going to pull for Central Florida in this one. Plumlee's close, but I do think that Tulane could win that one. But I think USC will. All right, that wraps USC it up. Will. We hope you guys have a great weekend. We appreciate you listening to us each and every day. Jeremy McLean will be joining us Tuesday, working on a great uh, week of guests for you as well. Till next time, Southern Miss to the top. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.